Nobody can ever love you. Because only people can only love a perception of you. We perceive reality. So, like, when I touch something, I perceive that it's a certain way. It might not be that way. Like, everything's, like, not solid, but we feel it is solid because what's cold for me might be hot for you. So, everything's perception. Mm-hmm. So, nobody can truly love you. They can only perceive you. Only person that can truly love you is yourself. Hello, you guys. Welcome back. This was such a funny episode. I'm going to get right to it, but I was with Boban Simich. He is also known as the most banned man. He is also known as the flesh god. And how do I even describe him? He's such an interesting guy. He lives a primal lifestyle. He used to be an MMA fighter. He says a bunch of crazy shit that I am super interested in. He has super spiritual outlooks on this world. He is a self-proclaimed narcissist. So we talk a lot about that. And his just relationship to life, he doesn't think that movement is real nor time. So we talk a lot about that. It is an exciting episode. I'm pretty sure that's all I need to say here. You can check out his YouTube. Definitely follow his content on YouTube, on Instagram. Fascinating, fascinating, funny, interesting content. He's amazing. You gotta listen to this episode. You guys, if you like the Raw Primal Diet, or if you like primal values or ancestral values, ancestral eating, if you eat raw meat, if you drink raw milk, if you eat raw eggs, if you're interested in doing any combination of those things, you know as well as I do that finding supportive community is difficult in this world. That was my case, at least. I'm looking around me in my physical environment. I live in Michigan, and it's hard to find people who eat raw meat. I couldn't find anyone who eats raw meat in my immediate environment. And interestingly enough, even online, it's hard to find supportive community in the primal carnivore diet world. People are so critical of each other. People are hating each other. And I got really over this, you guys. I was over it. I saw that we have a need in the raw primal community for like supportive community, supportive close community. Like we have a big need for friendship. We have a big need to find partners in this world. There's a lot of us, I have had people in my DMs for the past year telling me how hard it's been for them to date when they have a raw primal lifestyle or when they're eating super healthy. So I created an app for this, you guys. I created an app for friendship and dating and it's called Primal Meetup, spelled M-E-A-T because we know I love the puns. And this group is its own app And we have a room in there for friendship. We have a room in there for dating. We have a room in there for parenting where people talk about free birthing and all these beautiful natural parenting tips. We have parents in there that are expecting. We have parents in there that are seasoned parents. We have parents that are new parents in there. And it's just, it's become this really beautiful thing. A lot of you guys have shared this this app, the Primal Meetup, you've shared it on your stories and it's been making an impact. Um, we have like 50 people in there and people have been meeting, like people have been vibing on there, even in a dating context. And of course, friends have been made as well. I've made a lot of friends on there and this is a special place, you guys. This is a special community for people to connect on primal values and not get hate for it and just 
be around cool people who like what they like and maybe even find people that are near you on a geographical level. So it's called Primal Meetup. I'm putting the link in the show notes for you guys to join. You can unsubscribe at any time, so go in there, check it out, see what you think. You're not going to be disappointed. It's awesome. I just have to say it's awesome. So we need more people. We want to meet you and There are people waiting in there to be your friend or date you. So come on in and join us. You're welcome to join us. Just don't be mean. And I'm really excited to start this. And I'm really proud of what we've created so far. And it's only been like a week or two. So yay, join us. The link is in the show notes. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Root Awakening, a health podcast. I'm stoked for this episode. I have Bovan Simic with me. He is also known as the flesh god, also like the most banned man on Instagram, Um, but we have his YouTube linked in the show notes for you guys. Boban is such a character, like you're a star. In my eyes, you're a star, Boban. You have such an amazing personality. Actually, somebody in this audience, in in my Instagram community, recommended that you come on the podcast, so we have some fans in the audience, and um, you're a very unique person. And I'm just excited to get to know you more. Bovan is eating a very primal diet. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking coffee now. It's not considered primal, but right. I'm probably 90, 98% primal. <clears throat> okay, cool. So, and I really don't know much more about him besides that, but I look at his, he has like phenomenal content, you guys. It's so entertaining. It's so funny. Um, he's super eccentric in my eyes, and I love that. So, Bovan Simic, welcome to Root Awakening Health Podcast. Hey. <laughs> okay, so you're eating a 98% primal diet, and I see you in a tropical location. Where do you live? Oh, right now I'm in Indiana, but that hmm. was from, uh, oh. <laughs> I went to Costa Rica last year and year before that. So twice I went there and stayed there three months. So okay. that's where I got a lot of that footage from with the lizards and the monkeys and <clears throat> I loved that. I saw you I saw you climbing a palm tree to get coconuts. Yeah, I was doing that like on the daily. That was like my daily routine there because <clears throat> that's like a good way to hydrate. And they had like I mean I drank a little bit of water because it's so hot, but I wanted to mainly hydrate from um food. And that was free and it was delicious and shit it was kind of like an activity it was fun to do you know look for it smash it rip it yeah absolutely i would love to make that a practice every day i don't know if i'm strong enough to climb is it hard to climb the palm trees oh yeah it, it may i don't know if it's all power because i've seen some little skinny guys do it in a second but <laughs> I, I just like muscle up there i just like grip it and i just muscle up there you could use a technique and make it easier but i kind of just muscle it up there it's, it's, it's exhausting. Right? And you got like ants coming down trying to bite you and Wow. Um yeah, you're a big guy, right? Yeah, I'm about 235, 240 maybe. How tall um, are you? 5'10. Oh, okay. Okay. Um yeah, but the whole idea of like getting some exercise, getting hydrated, coconuts fresh off the tree, like that sounds like a phenomenal daily practice. And I watched the monkeys. <clears throat> Because everything eats coconuts there. I was feeding the crabs coconuts. I was feeding the monkeys. But I watched the monkeys, all the monkeys, they grab it and they chew, 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 and they spit. Chew, 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 spit. Like constantly, it's just falling out of their mouth. I'm like, what are they doing? But they love it. And I realized, I mean, 
we're we're pri- we're apes too, you know. And uh, they're not herbivores; they're omnivores. And I guess they're just trying to get the nutrients and stuff, and not fill up with all that fiber. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So suck out the cream, suck out the juice, spit out that fiber because I mean they digest a little better than us, but I think they're just trying to get the nutrition out of it and not fill up on the. I'm assuming, you know. So I started doing that. I started like just chewing the meat and just spitting it out, sucking all the uh, cream and stuff and just spitting it out. That's fascinating. And I saw you do that when you were, you had the reel or I don't know if it was on TikTok or what, but you were making that ceviche with those black shellfish things. Yeah. What are they? They're a, they're a clam, but they're specific to like, it's not all over and you got to like other clams you get out of the sea or whatever. These, you got to get them out of the dirt, out of the, not the dirt, the mud. So you got these special guys who go and put their hands in the mud. Right. So because it's in mud, it's more nutrient dense. So it's so like, I like oysters and stuff, but when I eat this, I feel like it's like eating steak. Like fish doesn't make me feel strong, but when I eat these like clams, I feel like higher libido, higher, higher energy power. So I think it's from all the nutrient density of it, you know? Yeah, I do. I do know that feeling. Um, maybe not that specific feeling, but I, I don't gravitate towards fish. I'm in Michigan too. Me too. Um, I'm not a fish. I like fish, but it doesn't make me feel like as alpha as strong and stuff like, like meat does. 100%. I agree with that. Um, yeah. So in this reel or in this video, it was so funny, by the way, you guys, you gotta, you gotta check out Boban's, uh, content. So you were, you did this thing where you chewed the coconut and you, and you like uh, strained it through your teeth right into the ceviche. And it was like coconut yeah. cream strained through your teeth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, which makes sense. And if you have, I mean, I'm curious to, to hear what you say about this, but I don't know that much about the primal diet. I do like 50% primal diet and the other 50% I do like Weston a price style diet. Um, but it sounds like if you're, if your health is in good shape, the good bacteria from your mouth gets in the, whatever you're making too. Right. And that's a good thing. Yeah. It's like, well, like breast milk, you know, when a baby drinks a mom's breast milk and the spit from the baby gets on the titty, it's going to change her. It's going to change the composition of her breast milk. I was told this by a breastfeeding mom and, um, same thing with, with us. Like if you clabber something, let's say you clabber milk, make it to yogurt. If you source the milk in your mouth and spit it out, the cultures in your mouth and stuff, it's going to ferment kind of more optimal for you. At least right. that's what I researched and read about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, <clears throat> I've read about stuff like if, if your baby, as a mom, like let's say I had a baby, if the baby dropped its pacifier on the <clears throat> floor the best thing to do is pick up the pacifier from the floor, put it in my mouth and then put it in the baby's mouth, you know? Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay. So how did you, have you always eaten this way? How did you find this style of eating? I mean, I've eaten like the first thing I ever had was when I was eight years old, my uncle, uh, took me to this fancy restaurant in New York and I had, a. I was like eight years old and he gave me these big raw oysters and it was like so huge for me as a kid. And, uh-huh. you know, I was one of those kids that like, I didn't go, Ew, like I wanted to eat pig brains when my mom made it like Serbians, we eat all that. Oh. Like, tongue. Or, uh, one time my mom made escargot and, you know, most kids would be like, Ew, 
snails, but it excited me. So Same. I always gravitated to try new things. It excited me. And uh, when I tried the raw oysters, it became like my favorite food as a little eight-year-old. And then around the age of 20, I started like eating sushi all the time. And I realized that every time I eat like, I was eating sashimi, you know, without the rice. And I realized every time I eat sashimi, it doesn't sit heavy in my stomach. I yeah. feel energized from it. It feels different than cook food where I'm lazy. So I don't know. I was watching all these documentaries in like Africa, how these tribes eat undercooked meat and raw meat and, and all this stuff like that. And talking about how much bacteria they have. And these scientists are like sampling their poop. They're like stealing poop from these people to look into it. Why do they have such an optimal gut biome, you know? And I'm like, here's these Africans, you know, out in the village. Why is their gut way more healthier than mine? You know, I have all this food I can yeah. buy, supposedly healthier stuff. And I got a little jealous. And I was like, why? And just like, I'm a fighter. And I had that stupid um, feeling like, uh, you know, they say if you feed a dog raw meat, it gets aggressive, which is, they don't. Right. But I had like that concept. So I was like, you know what? I like, like my uncle told me a story one time when he had a lot of money, how he, uh, him and his friend bought like all this like uh, Kobe beef and they were slicing it and eating it. He always told me this like beautiful story about how they just sat on the table and like for hours just were eating this like raw meat. So I always yeah. had a fantasy about like stuff like that. And I just thought to myself, you know what? Maybe it'll make me more aggressive, do something. Like it just made sense to me. Like, why don't I eat like raw meat? Like wow. once or twice a week, you know? And then I saw this uh, big, uh, He's like a big redneck barbecue guy. And he was like on YouTube. And he's like, you could eat raw meat. It's not going to hurt you. Huh. Uh, just as long as it's a good cut. And he got a fully raw steak. And he's like, and he's eating. He's like, there you go. It's perfectly fine. And I'm like, why am I not doing this? Like, and I just started eating it like that. Like once or twice a week. And then I started researching. And then I found out about Agnes Wonder Planets or, or whatever they, I think that's how you pronounce it. And that guy, I started reading up on it, and that's when I full raw because all the stuff that he provided, the influence stuff, it just like if you have common sense, it just makes sense. Like every animal eats raw. Every animal on the planet Earth, like why would why would we need to destroy food? Fire just destroys, you know. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay, so you <laughs> found the diet before you even found Agenis. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So it just kind of made sense to me. And I I, yeah. I did it first because I thought it would make me like more like, like aggressive raw mm -hmm. meat, you know, you blood, what, you know, kind of like a ignorant way about it. But, uh, and I've had beef tartare before. And I, like I said, mm. I like sushi. So just like, this seemed like a natural way to go. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I, I can agree with you there. It took me some time to wrap my mind around it. Cause I started having raw meat guys on this podcast before I ate it. I was just interested in it and wanted to ask questions, but I didn't want to eat it because it sounded gross. And then I fixed my health and my taste buds changed. And then I started craving it. So I started eating it, but I, it, it always made sense to me. There was something that just made sense about it to me. Um, and you're being, you're so close to the food. You're so close or just that much closer to the animal. I feel like eating it raw. The texture um, in your mouth. It's like, it's like, it's like not slimy, but it's like, it's something like it just, I can't explain it. You connect to it. It's like yeah. a sensual thing, you know? 100%. I think it's such a spiritual practice. Okay, so so 98% you do a raw primal diet. What's the other 2% besides coffee? I mean, I say that because, you know, I do the coffee. Once in a blue, I, I'll do something like, uh, I've been doing that 
I started doing that at 27 because I read these studies about how alcohol adoration is good for you. I don't really believe in that anymore, but like Serbians, they do a practice like the farmers in the morning and empty stomach. Sometimes they'll take a shot of like moonshine. Oh, so yeah. once in a blue, I might take, yeah, I might take a shot, shot of something hard in the morning and empty stomach if I'm skipping breakfast. Like that's not really primal. I fast, right. which is not primal. And pretty much uh, like like right now with my coffee, I had a little chocolate bar. You know, it's it's a cooked chocolate bar, but it was one little square, you know, so it's like I'm not super, super strict. Like I, I eliminated all salt, but I mm. might use some hot sauce that has a little salt, you know, yeah. so just like little things like that. Or, for instance, I don't like egg whites uh, raw. So I used to throw them out. So just eat the yolks, get the cholesterol. And uh, recently I started cooking them at night, the egg, egg yolks, but like cooking them in lard. Mm-hmm. And uh, not the egg yolks, the egg whites. So, uh-huh. you know, that, so it's like, you know, I might once in a blue, like I used to go a long time without meat, but like maybe, maybe a month passes and I have a little steak left over. I might cook it with the eggs at night, you yeah. know? Yeah, totally. So once in a blue, I might do something like that. Okay. Um, Are you a professional fighter or you're, you were just saying you're a fighter, like you like to fight? No, I used to fight professional. Oh, I haven't fought in about nine years, but I used to fight professionally for ten years. I'm professional in boxing and MMA. Shut up! Was- I love MMA. That's awesome. Yeah, you, you ever heard of King of the Cage? Uh no. Well, they were big. They're still they're still around, but they were real big back in the day. They were like uh, not as big as UFC, but most of the UFC fighters, a lot of them fought in King of the Cage. I fought for their belt. Wow! Oh my God, that's awesome. Um, why did you stop? It's a lot of reasons. Life, like I did it every day for 10 years, right? And then I ripped my Achilles tendon, right? That's like, okay, I ripped my, like, look at my bicep. It sticks out, but it sticks out oh. point like that because I ripped it. Yeah, it's a pop right tear. I tore that. I tore this elbow. I tore this knee. Everything I tore, it heals within like about a month. Wow. The Achilles tendon took me out like, close to two years wow because I, did, I didn't get it surgically repaired i had it in the cast so i didn't fight for two years that was a big break and then i got into a fight i took a fight like i wasn't really training like i should have been i took a fight with this professional he was like six foot five big guy he's nine and oh in boxing it was uh in um las vegas so it was a big fight in a casino wow. and i was like you know what i'm gonna take it and i took it and i looked bad the, the manager who had me and a bunch of other fighters, I lost that fight. He closed down the gym. He walked away from all of us fighters. So then um, I had like a moving situation with like I, the place I was at. I had to move. There's all this like stuff that was happening. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't have a manager. I had to move where I live. I had to go to Indiana. That was the, this is the second time I'm in Indiana. So like life like that. And it made me take a break. And I had all these injuries, all this stuff all over my body. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't rushing to get back into it, you know? Uh-huh. And uh, I kind of just right there, it's like 10 years of doing it daily, like six times a week, three times a day. I took that break and I just never, um, never looked for another gym, never, never really went back into it. Okay. I've taken a lot of, you know, a lot of punishment, a lot of hits to the head and stuff. And I just kind of like, you know, 10 years of doing it. And uh, I kind of just stopped. Yeah, I can imagine it. I, I can only imagine it's so hard on the body, like. Oh, yeah. it makes sense it makes sense um are you from the east coast or the east part of the states no uh i was born in uh encino la i'm the real encino man but what? uh 
yeah, that's my. And uh, I'm Serbian, but I was born here. But my parents are from Serbia. So as a kid, I grew up in uh, Burbank, California, and Serbia back and forth till age 12. And then oh. age 12 to uh, 18, I was in Hot Springs, Arkansas. And then from 18 up to now, I was in Chicago. And just recently, I moved to Indiana. Oh, wow. Okay. I was trying to pinpoint your accent because it sounds it sounds a little Midwest and a little East Coast, but then I can also hear that it, it doesn't sound American either. So that kind of all makes sense. Here's the my accent. My accent is an accent of no accent. Right. Because I just like kept moving around. Like as a kid, I had American accent, Serbian accent when I went back and forth. Then I go to Hot Springs, Arkansas, where, you know, they talk with that, hey, boy, where are you from? You know, like, that kind of accent. I never picked up on that. Then I moved to Chicago. They got their own, but I never like gravitated to, I usually kept to myself and stuff. So I never really picked up. So I think my accent is just from like not having a particular spot, you know? Yeah. Not having a particular dialect. Yeah. I, I like it. it. It's very unique. I have a similar thing. I grew up in San Diego, California. Then I went to Michigan. Then I lived in New York City, but in New York City, I had all European friends. And even though I only lived there for six years, I caught some like European something. And now I'm back in Michigan. So I have like a kind of almost Canadian accent, kind of almost European accent, and then Southern California, Valley Girl style. So yeah, I, I can identify with that too. Um, okay. What are you a mix of? You look like a Norwegian, uh, Irish or Scottish Norwegian type. What was your mix? French and Polish. Okay. But kind of close. <laughs> do, you, do you speak it or did you just grow up mostly in America? I wish. I've always wanted to speak another language, but just grew up in America. My grandparents are from Poland. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> what? why are you in Illinois? Just wanted to move there? Well, when I was 18, uh, you know, I was living with my mom and my sister got married to a guy in Chicago and my sister moved here and my mom moved with, here with her. And I just like tagged along. And uh, then my mom left Serbia and I was on my own. So I just, you know, I just ended up in Chicago and just kind of had to live on my own and just got used to living there. Like I didn't really ever like Chicago, but you know, after a while you figure out like jobs and this and that, where everything is, so you just get, how do you say that word? It's not a good thing, but you get kind of too comfortable. Yeah. So I stayed there longer than I should have. But it's just like I, I don't I don't I don't really make plans. I kind of just like like even here ending up here it was just kind of like a random thing, you know? Yeah. So it's you, just like whatever, whatever happens, happens, you know. I'm not I don't really uh attach to one look. Everything's like I don't consider this place as my home because you don't really own nothing in this country. I consider it like just a place for me to the the planet's my home. The universe is my yeah. home. So these are just like little locations. I don't like to you know, get stuck somewhere. I stay yeah. kind of detached in the moment. Yeah, I, I, I just see you as a person like that. You seem very spontaneous. It's, it's been working so far. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say anarchistic way of, uh, but I'm not a planner. You know, I don't have. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do this job and then retire and, and uh, you know, just like even my jobs, I don't really look for them. It's just been people like, hey, you want to work here? Where? So I just like kind of always like flowed like that, mm -hmm. but it's been working out for me because I'm way better now financially stuff than it was a year ago. And a year ago is better than a year ago. So everything's kind of like, 
it's like once you stop obsessing like and trying to do something, I don't know, sometimes it's a different mentality that like stuff starts gravitating a different way. I can't explain it. Like when I was 18, I was uh, really low on money. Like I was desperate and stuff. It's like when you want a job and you're like, hey, can you give me this job? And people see that you're like needing it. They don't like offer it. Like people mm. want like, but when you have money, you're good. And you got a job. People want to give you money. They want to like, mm. you're getting jobs left and right when you're like, okay, I'm, I'm okay now. You know, but when you're like, I, don't, I can't explain it. Maybe I'm going a little off the wall now, but it's like, now I'm just like, I look at it like money is kind of like, it is an illusion, but we have to live by that illusion. But it's like money grows in trees. If I want it, I just, I just go pick it. I don't, I don't, I don't like worry about it. I don't, I've been broke. I've been, uh, when I was 18, I was like, uh, that's why I dropped from 320 pounds to 250 because I, I was barely eating. I was eating like maybe one can of tuna a day doing super jobs, scrap metal, like construction stuff, just like all day working. And, and you know what? I'm not scared of that. Like I could, that, mm. that makes you strong. That made me stronger. So like, I don't worry like that about money. It's not a good mindset because I, I am going to be rich one day. And that's like not the best way towards that. But uh, I don't, I don't let it stress me. I don't, I don't worry about it. I just like, I, like living like this so far has been getting better and better. It's becoming more like a, sitcom like just staying detached from everything and not getting too uh i i'm not gonna say i'm not serious because i will take stuff serious but um i don't know how to say it like just this detachment it seems to play better i can't <laughs> i'm getting a mind fart right now i just started going out no i love bit. it no please do that i love it and... do a primal diet I... oh no 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 no, no. Me about no. my primal diet and i'm like I'm doing this philosophy about it. I don't <laughs> no, know what. No, no, Bowman, I, I don't like just talking about food. We always get spiritual on here and uh, we go on lots of rabbit holes. I love I what you're saying. I spiritual because everything is just energy. So like there's no separate between material and spiritual. Like nothing's solid. This is all energy that's like vibrating fast. You know, there's energy and then there's awareness and that's it. So it's like no like, oh, this is spiritual. This is material. It's all really energy, you know. I so completely you're not agree. Spiritual, you're spiritual. You're just not aware of your spirituality or whatever you want to call it. I love that. I love that. And I would just say too, like in my world, what you just said is still very spiritual. <laughs> it's just very spiritual minded, you know? Oops. Um, so, okay. I love what you're saying. I love what you're saying. And uh, when you said detachment, that's exactly what I was thinking. The word I was it's thinking. The key to happiness. I find for me. Yeah. Like I used to get frustrated, like even now looking at the pandemic, you see people, what they did and how they acted and humanity always, since I was a little kid, it agitated me because it seemed like everybody was just like doing what they're supposed to do. Kids were doing what their parents, like their ideas. So I used to be always agitated and aggravated by humanity. Mm. And like even my fighting career, I was just like, it was just all fueled by anger, not like negative anger, but just like disappointment in everything, you know, and that takes from you. I don't, I don't like, I don't, I don't get aggravated humans for being the way they are. I just look at them like, like a dog. Like for instance, a dog, do you get mad at a dog because it doesn't talk to you because it doesn't right. relate to you? No, you, you, you pet the dog and understand that's, that's what a dog does. Mm. So I look at humans like that. I don't get like, I, I don't have a hatred for them because like, I'm like, realize that's the animal they are. Like I can expect them to relate to me in the same way or understand the things I understand. So I just look at them like the animals, they are like a sitcom. So detached mm. like that. Everything's kind of playing like a sitcom. Like it's less boring. It's I can't explain it. So like that has made me a lot happier. Like I'm not negative. I used to be fueled by like just like 
anger at everything. Not like not like a bad, like where you're jealous of people, but just like like just the way people are, the system, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like yeah. pandemic was like, God, people were acting disgusting. But even that, like I get disgusted on, but I'm also detached. I'm watching like some goofy sitcom. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That, yes, I do know what you're saying. Yeah. So what made it's you make that? Sitcom. What's that? It's a serious, like I say, life is a joke. The punchline is you die. Right? But it's kind of a serious joke, you know? Yeah, totally. 100%. What, what created this shift that you had between being angry and taking life super seriously and being attached to not attached? I mean, it's too complicated. I don't just, I remember when I was like 13 and I was depressed. And everything just, you naturally attach when you're the, like, you're talking to people and ha ha ha, you're, they're smiling, you're smiling, but you're not really there in that moment. Yeah. And everything feels robotic. That was when I was 13. I was really depressed. And so I used to naturally zone out, but it was like in a negative way because I didn't like this. I was like, do they see that I'm not feeling this? Do they feel, it'll creep me out. Like people are talking. I'm like, this seems robotic. This seems fake. As I got older, like a lot of my, like, I, I do weird art, you know, I, like this sadistic, like bloody stuff, you know. And as a kid, I used to kind of feel like, man, I don't, I, I, like if my mom knew what was in my mind, she would be like, she wouldn't like love me and stuff like that. Mm. And then later on, I used to like kind of feel like I shouldn't think these things. But then at one point, I just started embracing everything. Even like, 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 like the stuff I was thinking, the sadistic stuff, I would draw it and stuff, embracing it. And after a while, it kind of by doing that, it starts to go away. And since I was depressed at one time as a kid, I can never get like that because now I realize that detachment, like I read some uh, some yoga book or whatever. Uh, it was by Osho, this guy who wrote Osho Book of yeah. Secrets. Yeah, like, yeah. And I was shocked. This guy was doing stuff in there that like I was doing, like his meditation technique was like stuff that I was doing when I was depressed. Like the like, like he was talking about one one part where like you stare and like darkness comes from the sides of your eyes and everything gets black. And I remember when I was really like angry and depressed and it would happen like that. I was like, all this stuff that was happening to me when I was depressed is meditation stuff. Mm. I was detaching back then, but I didn't, I wasn't aware like, like I am now. So now I, I have that ability, like I overanalyze stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And then make stuff like boring, you know, like a movie, if you overanalyze a movie and think it's an actor and stuff, you're not going to get into a story. Mm. How do you enjoy a movie? How do you enjoy a movie? Because if you think about, oh, the camera there, this is Keanu Reeves. He's, it's not going to be enjoyable. By detaching, by dumbing yourself down. So I dumb myself down not to be dumb, but I, I, uh, like, that's the way I can enjoy life. Like, even, like, yeah. with people, let's say I'm with a girl or something like that. If I overanalyze stuff, it's like, it kills the mood because the setting just don't, like, ignorance is bliss. It is. Because mm. if you're not thinking too much about stuff, it's, then you become more pure. So by detaching more, I kind of like writing my own sitcom now. And like, I don't worry about like that, like those feelings where I'm like, everything's like, like I'm not in that. Cause I realized when I'm like not feeling myself and I feel like that uh, coldness and stuff, like kind of like when I was depressed, yeah, I embrace that now because I realized the power of that too, because that is reality. We all come from that nothingness, that blackness. You turn off the light and what's there, the darkness. Mm. So like, don't, don't fear that, embrace that darkness. Cause that darkness is goodness. Cause that's what. You know, it's like yin and yang. <laughs> oh my God, I'm going, I'm like, I just stopped right now. It's like, what the hell am I doing with you? I'm talking so much random shit. No, I'm following <laughs> you every word. I love this. I I love the philosophical. <laughs> it's my entire career. Like I don't, I don't coach people on diet. I coach people on philosophy and like, 
phys- uh, spiritual stuff like this, you know, rather than the spiritual, rather than spiritual stuff like this, rather than the physical stuff. Okay. So how do you have practices to help you detach? No, just, just my, <laughs> I've always been kind of, ever since I was a little kid, I was in my own world. Like I grew up till age four in Arizona, no kids to play with. So just animals and my imaginary friends. And then I was a bad kid. I used to like to fight. Like as soon as I saw kids, I was hitting them with sticks. Like I just didn't know how to. So I've always been in my own world. Mm-hmm. I was always Bobon, the weird kid, the Bobon, the American, whatever. I always had some kind of like, I never really like fit it in. I never wanted to fit in. So I've always kind of kept to my own world. And like I always played better with my imaginary friends than with other kids. So it wasn't hard for me to like always kind of like catch around like, realizing it fully because i was always detached from the rest of the world i was always in my own world so it's just it just came naturally to me like i like i said i was reading that guy's book on meditations and i was like well these meditations might make somebody else like wake up and stuff but i already i'm already there but i realized this is not just me there's other like you know like like that it just made me realize like oh these things are meditations the way i feel so mm-hmm. it's like it didn't make me aware of the stuff that i read but it made me realize like these concepts that I've been thinking all my stuff when I, all my, all my life when I detach and stuff is like, I don't even know what I'm trying to like say, but, uh, just kind of naturally that way. So I don't, I don't, I don't meditate. I don't, I don't sit down, close my eyes. I don't, I'm always in a meditational state. I think like, they'll tell me like, Oh, you ever do drugs? You ever I'm like, I don't need to, I don't need to make this any weirder than it is. Like, <laughs> what am I? Yeah. It's like, I'm already high. I'm high off life. I've always, like, I don't need drugs to, like, think more. I'm creative. Like, I don't need drugs to make me more. I'm I'm very aware. And so, like, I never felt necessity to, like, do that for that instance. Because I already feel like I'm that way. Well, I mean, what about the hallucinations and stuff? But I'm saying, like, the other aspects that they say, like, this awareness you get from whatever. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, some of us are just are just unique. And I think we tend to find each other through stuff like the primal diet and thinking in alternative ways. And yeah, there, there was a psychologist or a psychotherapist that said, once I accept myself, then I can change. And I I really like that quote, because it was true in my life as well. I realized that when I was shaming myself for being how I was naturally, I was making my life so much harder than it needed to be and I was kind of turning into someone who I wasn't authentically because I thought who I was naturally was bad so when I when I accepted all parts of me or I'm I guess I'm still on the journey to doing that but allowing myself to just be how I am be weird be loud or whatever then I could and and it's not even change but then I these things that used to bother me about myself don't bother me about myself anymore. Uh, so yeah, I, I I like that message a lot. Like when we don't demonize things, they become a lot weaker. They become they have less power over us. It is what like like you know like people say like oh well I'm feeling sad like well it's just kind of like a it's an unnatural state so. You should feel bad for being depressed or feeling sad. Who says you got to be? Actually, it's kind of weird in this type of world we live in to be happy. That's kind of a psycho thing because <laughs> we're like in a, I want to say a prison, but it's it's a very unnatural environment. So it's like, if you're sad, embrace that because why would you hide from this? It's like, 
if you're in love, you embrace the love. Well, if you're sad, embrace the sadness. It's like mm. I started enjoying my sadness, my anger, my sadisticness, all of that, because it's all me. And it's none of yeah. it's me, really, because me is just the aware person in the back. Yeah. So. Wait, so you but isn't that consciousness like don't. OK, the way I look at it is the aware person in the back is consciousness and that awareness is like God and everyone shares that that type of awareness. What are your thoughts on that? God is an ugly wor word, but uh, I already know what it is. I already know that. Uh, reality manifests its awareness through everything. And it's like different TVs, right? different signals. Some are black and white. Some are high definition reality right now through my eyes right now, what's looking, everything there ever was in existence took to compose me to become aware of here. Right now, everything in existence is looking through my eyes. Everything in existence is looking through your eyes, through the eyes of an animal, through the ways that a, a, a plant moves. Like it doesn't think, but it's got its own way of manifesting through it. Mm -hmm. So it's, we're all picking up the same signal. It's just, it's more aware at certain focal points. Now, I believe that just like animals kind of do stuff instinctually, like your blood cells or whatever, like little bacteria does. Like humans, I look at them kind of like that. I look at them like I look through a plane. It looks like the, the roads are like veins and stuff like that. So I look at humans like with having babies, with everything they're doing. I see kind of like they're all following like a kind of a order of a thing. Mm. And, um, I think most of them don't have a real like will of their own. It's like somebody says something about them. So they get angry. So now they do this or everything's kind of like a reactment to something else. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a mechanized robotic system. Like they're not really guided by themselves. So what they think is not their original thoughts. That's why I, I was like, as a, as a kid, to be disturbed. Like, why do these people seem so phony? But it's, mm. it's, it's just because they haven't, I think there's a few people who uh, have a will of their own. Mm -hmm. they're more realized. So they're not influenced by their environment because I was never influenced by my mom, by my friends, by nobody. I was always like pissing against the wind and I got in trouble because of that because I used to like to embrace that side more. I used to like always opposing. But I think there's people like that who have a will of their own. So instead of being influenced, they influence. So they're more... Uh... So everything is looking through our eyes right now. So everything I'm thinking right now, the whole reality is thinking through me, manifesting through me. So mm -hmm. it's out there. It, mm -hmm. Whatever I'm thinking... All of reality is thinking through me. I think that's how ins instinct gets developed. Why do birds know how to flock with each other? Things because everything is seen through everything. Eventually, I'm not saying it resides anywhere, but somehow it must be like, why are we attracted to females? Like for no reason, you just like get horny. For, it's like this stuff that you can't explain. I think it has to do with that. Just awareness is always aware and it's kind of like manifest. So I think some people with stronger will, they manifest more of thing around them to go kind of to their liking if you will so it's like you have like a osho you have like a alan watts you have like these people and they're out of the blue they're like i have to go back like i'm I was looking for these people who has see sees things on my concept and like i have to go as far as this guy zeno of ella this old greek philosopher like i didn't care for plato and stuff and this guy was mm -hmm. talking about stuff like how nothing moves how Time, okay, well, a lot of people now talk about how time doesn't exist. But I remember right. when I was a kid and I realized this, nobody was talking about it. I tried to look it up and it's like, am I the only one that's, that sees mm. that there's no time, that nothing? Well, I go deeper. I, I, I'm i not going to talk about that because it sounds stupid, but I like like even movement, I don't believe in it. I explain mm. how. But I found out this guy, Zeno Avella, 
this ancient philosopher, I think it was a part of the Democrates. I don't know what. It's an ancient, uh, you can look him up. He's the one that invented the paradoxes, you know, like the rabbit and the hare. Yeah. Racing each other. Well, that was a deep thing. That was supposed to actually show that time doesn't exist and the movement mm -hmm. is even an illusion. So they made it like a little cartoony thing, but it's um, nobody's uh, solved this. Not, no scientists have actually been able to say that it that, that that movement is real. So what I'm trying to get is, so there's these people, maybe a Buddha, maybe these guys who start these cults. I like, I don't believe in the religion of it, but I like maybe a Buddha had the awareness, but all these people who follow him like, I don't like the organization, the making it into a religion and so on. Mm -hmm. So I believe that there's these people throughout time that have a will of their own, where reality is manifesting more of an awareness. That's why I don't believe in a God. If there is a God, I don't see nothing more greater than me. I don't see, if, there, if, if there's a God, then I'm the highest manifestation of awareness. That's how I feel. I don't feel, believe in nothing above me. I feel like humans always have to feel like there's a daddy, mm. there's a president, there's a God. There's there, We're just as like, like people think we're modern, we're not. We still believe in like guys who parted seas and gods, and we did that like thousands of years ago. So our mind is still in that same state, except now we have these phones and stuff. Now we're going into this transhumanism where they want us to link us up to machines, but we're still these primitive-minded beings. Now we're gonna link up with machines. That like I'm, I'm for, like I want to live forever. So I'm for technology to making me live thousands of years. Oh really? That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm. A, I don't want. Yeah, I'm, I'm a narcissist, so I don't ever want to die. Oh my God! Yes, you. I actually wrote a note to ask you about this because I saw that you said that you're a narcissist on your stories, and I can't wait to ask you. But first, hold on. Let me write a note. What was I going? Yeah, let me ask you this now. I believe that. Okay, so I don't see myself as religious. I see myself as spiritual, and I could use the word God. I could use the word nature. I could use the word uh, source. I could use the word awareness. I could use the word consciousness. I could use the word, yeah, whatever. All of those words to me means the same thing. So awareness and whatever energy that's manifesting to me, that's the same thing as God. I also believe that like we are God, like God lives inside of us or around us or whatever. What do you think about that? The idea that we're God and God isn't necessarily above us. I don't know about you. I don't know about other people. I say I'm God because I'm the only, you can't know nobody. You can't love, nobody can ever love you because only people can only love a perception of you. We perceive reality. So like when I touch something, I perceive that it's a certain way. It might not be that way. Like everything's like not solid, but we feel it as solid because what's cold for me might be hot for you. So everything's perception. Mm -hmm. So nobody can truly love you. They can only perceive you. Only person that can truly love you is yourself. So I'm not mm -hmm. going to say other people are gods. I'm God. I know I'm God. I know I'm the highest manifestation. So I don't like to say it because it's an ugly word. For instance, what's a dog? What religion is a dog? What religion is a tree? The air? The planet? Are they Christian? Muslim? Are they spiritual? <laughs> no. They just, there's, we don't, we don't, the human mind needs gods. Reality is godless. It doesn't need a god. Reality just is. Mm. If God is real, then he's the devil, then he's Satan, then, it's, then he's all of that. Mm. It's, 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 it's uh, I don't like to pervert it with that word because how can you name something that's everything? So I just am, you know? Yeah. It's hard to argue that. Um, and uh, like I said, uh, only person you can ever truly know is yourself. So that's why they say love comes from the self because unless you truly love yourself deep enough, how can you love 
other people. That's the most purest love. So you got to start from the pure center. And then you can love these outward things by loving yourself. But in the system, they don't they don't teach that. They don't want you to have self-love because then you're more easily manipulated and controlled. That was my life experience. <laughs> That's how my life experience has been. 100%. I agree. Okay, so this narcissist thing. You're legit a narcissist. You're not like making a joke. You're actually no, a narcissist. No, I'm a narcissist. Did you always know that? Yeah, I was old. Narcissism to me is what it used to. I don't care what these, I don't believe psychiatrists. They're a bunch of frauds. Narcissist means like the story of narcissists. He was so madly in love with himself. He looked at his image and he fell in and drowned. It just means to be deeply, madly self in love, like like just be in love with yourself, who you are. Yeah. That's narcissism to me. Self love, like the deepest kind. Like not just I think I'm, like I think I'm the sexiest man alive. I think I'm the you know like I love, love myself. Like for instance, and my my cousins are just like me. Let me explain this to you, how this system goes. They don't want you to be that way. They want you to be humble, right? The teacher tells you to be humble. The, your mom tells you be humble. Your friends, like, you know, like that fighter, oh, he's humble. Or if some humble yourself. Why is everybody always telling you to be humble? Yeah. Have you seen the definition of the word humble? Mm. Google it right now. I want people to Google it. Literally, mm. it's so negative. If you can't Google it, just Google it right now. I'm Googling it right now. I, I don't believe in being humble either. But I, I want you to see what humble. it is. I want you to see how okay. disgusting this society is. <laughs> One having or showing a modest or low estimate of one's own importance Super two, negative. right two of low social administrative or political <laughs> rank so it's to think low of oneself to think lower in status everything the elites want you to be the ones that, that control you they're not humble they want you you don't humble yourself now listen to this if you say they want you to love other things not yourself for instance if you say oh i met this girl She's the loveliest. She's better than any other woman on the planet. She's greater than anybody ever met. She's the most beautiful. They'd be like, ah, ah. But if you say, oh, I love myself. I'm the greatest. Be like, oh, humble yourself like little frogs trying to pull you into that boiling pot. You understand mm -hmm. what I'm saying? That if you think of yourself, like if you talk about somebody else loving them, they're the greatest person in the world. And this, everybody's going to support that. But don't you dare love yourself, but not too much. Humble yourself because the sheep want to pull you in with them. I'll tell you why. If you fully love yourself and who you are, you're not going to be jealous of the other guy. Why would I be jealous of Brad when I'm so much, like, I think I'm so much greater than Brad, you know? So I got no reason to hate on him. They don't want you to feel that way because when you're, when you're not madly in love with yourself, then you might want to buy that car to impress others because now you're looking for other people's love. Even in a relationship, if you don't fully love yourself, you're with some girl, She's making you feel good. You're kind of like using her because mm -hmm. you like the way she's making you feel now. But if you fully are already a narcissist, already in love with yourself and good, then you love her purely. You don't love her because she's making you. You just love her because it's like a, like, see, I lose words sometimes, but it's like, so, so, but why all of a sudden everything's like narcissist, narcissist, narcissist. Do you hear that word? I used to not hear that like 10 years ago because mm. it's an attack on who you are. It's an attack on self-love. It's this way of them brainwashing you. Like you just looked up the definition. That is an ugly definition. Yeah. Think low of oneself. You can look up other definitions. The way Miriam Webster, it's got like three bad definitions. To think lower of one's worth, of one's status, of one, to think lower, not just to think you're equal. People think, see, they make up these words. No, it's to think lower of one's status, of one's self-worth. Why is everybody 
why is every teacher, every parent, every person saying that's a good quality? You see the whole mental yeah. brainwashing? If that was me as a kid, I looked at everybody like, what the fuck is wrong with you kids? Like, even as a kid, I looked at other kids like, they're telling me stuff, but I'm like, that's your parent talking. That's not you. My mom never, my mom believed in God and stuff like that. I never did because I was always my own. My sister, for instance, grew up completely different. She's a straight A student, never gave my mom problems. She's in the medical field, living in the suburb, like just like the complete, raised by the same woman. So it's not environment really that makes who you are. Not if you have a will of mm, your own. I would have yeah. been like this whether I grew up in the in the Bronx, in, in, in the rich neighborhood, like my cousins, for instance, they're similar to me. They grew up in the ghetto. They grew up in the Bronx with game bangers, low money, had to hustle. They're not like, like what you would think somebody, they're just like me. They like the Beatles. They like similar music. They grew up with a very like mind of their own. And I'm like, how are these people so similar to me? Because they have a will of their own. A lot of it has to do with genetics. A lot of it has to do with just who you are. So it does, on some people, if you don't have a will of your own, your environment will influence you. But there are the people, and you meet those people who just don't belong at the, like they're in a group of people, but they're different. I like those people. I like the people that don't fit the label of, the label of um, whatever, a Serbian guy, a white guy, a black guy. They just fit their own freaking label. They're not mm. into this uh, mass delusion of, race of uh, where you're from like some people their block is what they defend like that's they they people like to just because they don't have that love they don't have their stand of the self so they utilize all this other stuff that's not them to create this falseness that's how how do we live in all this falseness you know is because of that because humble yourself who's telling you that at the top those are not humble people now there's a negative but see people associate narcissism with a negative thing you see like like like, oh look at Trump, he's a, well, I don't, I don't think Trump's bad, but I'm saying like, like the stuff when somebody's like rich and like bragging and stuff, well, that's not really a narcissist. People like who are like rich and kind of scummy and like trying to impress you with money. Those are not narcissists. Those are people who don't really love themselves and they're using money and stuff to like say like, look at me. I'm, that's not a true narcissist. That's not a true madly in love with themselves person, I don't think. So, so they paint this portrait of a narcissist. I go with the original thing of narcissism it just means to be madly self in love, like madly in love. Like, I wow. found my dream girl. Yes. Okay. I just looked up the definition of narcissist and it says a person. They keep changing ha- it, just like everything else. They keep changing shit. Yeah, like, but now they're saying men can be women. Hold on, Boban. The definition that, that comes up here is a person who has an excessive interest in an admiration of themselves, which is what you're saying. There's no connotation in the, in the definition that I just looked up. But see, so, people color it, they change it. Psychiatrists come, they say, they give yeah. it all this other stuff that it's not. Okay. To me, just means madly in love with yourself. Okay. Okay. So that's an important if distinction was in my mind. In love with themselves, the world would be better. There'd be less jealousy. Yeah. One hundred percent. I agree with all this. I agree with all this. And I would say, I would argue, not maybe not argue, but I would add, in my opinion, that the the idea of being humble is starting to become an old fashioned thing. I know that it's still rampant, but think about like I'm in the self development industry, right? Humble is not, people don't really talk about that anymore. If you're working, quote unquote, working on yourself, if you're intentionally trying to become more healed, enjoy your life more, whatever you want to call it, I don't see the word humble around much anymore. So I think people are starting to wake up to the idea that they do need to love themselves. But watch how, people, watch how people revert back to the old. Like nothing today is not the same that it's been thousands of years ago. For instance, like you said, people are stopping to use it. But as things get more wild and people, 
people get more free and stuff, people start going into people are awkward animals. They start doing other stuff. So people, after a while, they go like, let's revert back to the old ways. Like yeah. this is getting too out of hand. Yeah. So they go back. For instance, like people now are like, oh, it's so extravagant with all these things, like uh, you know, the stuff that they're pushing on kids and stuff like. But I've always been around in Babylon in the Roman times. It was just as freaky. People were just as freaky, sexual, more so. Pagans and stuff, the stuff that is sexually and everything, yeah. way worse than today. So it's nothing new under the sun. It just it goes up, the empire builds, then it crashes, and then it builds, uh -huh. and it goes back to being like. So it's just the right. rhythm of life, and I'm just in here just watching it all. Like I don't, I like I lost my hope for humanity being a certain way. I'm just like watching. It's nothing new under the blue sun, except yeah. this new empire that's rising up right now, and wanting to us to like transition into. Uh, transhumanism to depopulate most of us they learn from all the falls so now they're getting better the ones who control everything and maybe they might not fall again maybe it'll be the next stage of human extinction or merging with the machines or something ugly it may turn it may not go balance out again you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. it's gotten to that point like we're putting gmos in crops who cares about global warming that nonsense how come nobody's talking about monsanto anymore about all these genetically modified things, like that's changing. Like bees are gonna, you won't be able to control it. So everything's gonna become genetically modified. That's the scary thing on the environment, not this global warming nonsense. They're trying to, they're trying to distract you always. I, I'm talking too much. I don't want to talk so much because it's gonna go into one thing and another thing. Because look at the mess we're in. This pandemic, I like it because it showed people don't trust them. We're lied to constantly about everything. Can't trust nothing. Like even this made up thing that this. I can say it here. I'm, I'm nervous to say it because I get banned when I say it. COVID, it's a made-up thing. There's no test that can test for it. The, the worldwide death rate didn't rise at all. You think it was a big pandemic killing everything, it will go up. It didn't. Now they're saying all these people died from COVID, but now it's coming out this because they had the flu. They died from other... So it's like all a big freaking lie. And the guy who made the test that they're using, the PCR test, was said, my test cannot be used for this. Guess what? Before the pandemic happened, Kerry Mulis, he dies a year before that. They say from natural... He was calling out Fauci, calling him a fraud, saying he wants to bait him. They killed him, obviously. I can't say that. But I can't even post him calling out Fauci on Facebook without getting banned as false information. I'm posting a Nobel Prize winning guy. He's a Nobel Prize winning scientist on Facebook talking about how Fauci is a fraud. And they banned that. They banned me for a month saying false information. What's false about that? That's a Nobel Prize winning. You know, I, I didn't see my own interpretation of it. I just posted the video banned. Mm. So it just shows you. Well, I mean, people are waking up to it, but what are they going to do? It's like, why? I don't believe in they're going to change because I look at when September 11th happened, when they saw that bullshit and they passed the Patriot Act. And the Patriot Act said they can throw you in jail without a lawyer, without anything. All they got to do is say that they believe you're, uh, um, what's it called? Um, oh, God, my mind goes blank. Um, a terrorist. They can put mm -hmm. you in jail. That's what the Patriot Act allowed without legal prosecution or anything. Took away all your freedom. And people were, were fear. Oh, all oh, the terrorists. They went to the Middle East. Now everybody sees that war was bullshit. But with fear, they brainwashed everybody and they took away all our freedom. And then Obama went and passed the Freedom Act. The same shit. Like saying they can surveillance your phone. They can put you in jail. Same shit. That was a little bit different. With fear. And now this COVID thing is like, oh, do whatever you will. Take away our freedom. Uh, put us in houses. Uh, mandate these things. We'll obey because how come these humans... They don't learn. So all these people who are like, oh, okay, we're going to march. We're going to stand against our these people who are like, we have guns. But 
Nobody defended it when they took away our freedom with the Patriot Act. Nobody did anything. So why wouldn't they just eliminate us like I believe they're planning to do? Because what? People are just going to post about it. I'm going to post about it. And what? That's all that ever happens. Nothing ever. I don't know. It's like, it's just human nature. I don't know. I'm, so, I'm talking so much random stuff. Oh, I'm I loving it. To get this. I'm like, really I, enjoying I'm, 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 I'm not end up being like uh, hypocritical or something. Because when you talk so much random stuff without thinking it out, you're going to say something that's like, some people are like, oh, well, he said this. But uh, well, I'm not even thinking what I'm saying right now. I'm kind of just talking. Yeah, I like, I'm, I'm curious about it. I like to hear about it. So I think what you're <clears throat> talking about as far as, if people are waking up or not, you're, well, in my perception, you're thinking about it more like society, like, will society ever change? Will we ever have like a giant group of people? Will, will the majority of people ever wake up? And I don't know the answer to that, of course. But I also know, like, there's a reason that I found you, Boban. And there's a reason, you know, that my community found me. I don't find people in my community to be going along with whatever society is doing. So I know that there's a good group of people who, who are thinking differently. And I think at the end of the day, maybe I can't control who kills me or throws me in jail. But in the meantime, I, in my world, I like pleasure a lot. So I kind of detach from politics and, and all these things that are happening out there. And I notice that once I detach from the news and from politics and I focus on people like you, I'm really interested in people that are talking about different stuff and, and living their life and enjoying themselves. Uh, like you say, in a way, ignorance is bliss. So I believe that I can help people who are thinking differently. And I, more people join my community every day, you know, and they, I believe that they think differently. And so it, I have a little bit, I think, more optimistic view in the sense of like, maybe I'll die tomorrow. But in the meantime, I'm just going to enjoy what this life has to offer and enjoy the fact that I'm able to think differently, you know? I'm just trying to become more immature as I get older. I'm I'm about pleasure too. Like I told you, I I'm not a serious. I know I come off as serious here. I, I'm I never became an adult. I'm a grown kid, <laughs> and everything I do, like even swimming in the freezing water and all that, because it makes me feel like a kid again. Mm. Everything about me getting older, I'm trying to I'm trying to be more like I was. The most magical time in my life was when I was up to about age 11. I don't care if I have a billion dollars right now. Everything I want, I'll never be as happy as when. I was 11. So no matter what now in life can never make me feel when I was 11. Mm. So I'm trying to be a kid. Well, I am a kid, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to be like that. I'm trying to be less mature. I'm trying to be more of the ways to feel when I was a kid. Mm. And I'm, you know, it's weird. I used to think as I get older, that will get more. I used to always see myself like this bitter old guy that just hates everything. But I like to kind of romanticize that. But it's funny as I get older now, I'm less sadistic. I like, like, I wouldn't even kill a little bee right now. It's like, it's working out opposite of what I thought. I'm, yeah. I'm more positive. I'm not fueled by, by hate. I mean, yeah. I'm by stuff. And I like to play the part sometimes of the sitcom where, but it's like, I'm not fueled by it. Mm. So I'm, as I'm getting older, I'm becoming happier. And I feel like from the fighting and stuff, all the punches it took to the head, like I've had concussions like crazy. I like, I remember blinking Every time I blinked, I used to see like a white light for like a year. Like I had all these wow. things going on in my mind where I was like, and like just feeling weird and stuff. And on this raw diet, I've never been more balanced. That's the biggest thing. People say like, you can be strong and muscular eating cooked. 
All these mm. warriors eat cooks. They can still be strong and muscular. But mentally, I believe that I had CTE. Now, my cousin's like, all right, he's a fighter too. He's like, you can't reverse CTE. What's CTE? I never CTE? got tested for it. It's this new thing they found. They did a documentary, this uh, black Nigerian guy, this doctor he discovered in football players from taking concussions always, how it, like, this football player, he died at age, like, 60, and he just started deteriorating because of the CTE, taking concussions all your life. That's how you see, like, Holyfield, like, talking a little slow, or, like, Muhammad Ali, That's a, those are all symptoms of CTE, and a lot of MMA fighters are suffering from it. Now, me, I used to be the one that spars with no headgear. I never blocked. I took every punch they gave me and smile. I So, so I went a little too, like, I, I like I, my fighting was all, like, take punches, take punches. Like, one mm -hmm. guy was beating on me for three rounds on the floor. I believed that all that stuff, because I had three back concussions. One of them, I didn't even have no memory after the fight for, like, a, for like an hour. I've also had been hit on the head a bunch of times when I was younger. Like, I got hit with a bulldozer crane. Anyways, I believe that I have that CT because all the concussions and stuff I took. And I realized, like, with certain things, like, I feel like I was displaying symptoms of it. On this raw diet now, so balanced mm. four years now it's like i feel more like that 11 year old kind of kid like even the best like i can't explain it and it's because bacteria regulates serotonin and stuff so mm. like i got all this bacteria now my god all these parasites whatever that all it's scientifically proven that e, that e. coli regulates serotonin and for instance so eating all this natural stuff this food not not putting all this chemical actually when i was depressed when i was 13 years old is because my mom used to always feed me home-cooked stuff and she had money and then she divorced my dad and then we became broke. She had to work two jobs in Arkansas. So she didn't have time to feed me. So I was eating corn dogs. I was eating hot pockets. I was eating these, these nasty things. Not because of my mom. It's just, it, we were poor. Ramen noodles and stuff. That's when I went real depressed and how I got out of that depression. The worst I ever felt in my life was when I was 13. I started, my mom started making more money at a job so I started getting these healthier, less processed foods, and I started training like crazy. And they put me, like, when I was a kid, I used to run away and stuff. They put me in some kind of facility. They try to say I was, like, all kinds of, like, I don't know, bipolar or whatever. They tried to drug me. I didn't, I, I refused that. It didn't take any of that. All it took was for me to start eating healthy, start training, and I stopped doing all that. I used to do obsessive compulsive stuff. Like, I used to mm. touch things a certain pattern, say certain things, like, all that stuff went out the window once I started training and eating healthy. And then when I started becoming obsessed with just working out and stuff, because I never wanted to feel like that. That's the first, like as a kid, I always like to fight and stuff. And then when I hit that depression, I didn't even feel like fighting with kids. I didn't feel like no passion in me. And I didn't want to feel that weakness again. So I just started mm -hmm. training and eating healthy since then. And that kind of like, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stranger and stronger. So <laughs> I like I, the Batman thing. What? Like, like that's what the Joker says in the Batman. Batman oh yeah, thing, right. But they took that from a Eon Flux. That was a MTV cartoon. Oh, okay. but I like that. Thing. It doesn't just the people always say what well, doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Well, it does, but it also makes you stranger too. Yeah, and like at the same time, strange is relative. You know, to me, I've never felt I I'm weird in comparison to typical well, society. Right, of course. I'm not basic, uh, but I. A lot of people would look at me as like you're crazy, <laughs> like you're crazy for doing what I'm doing, but doing what you're doing. But I've never felt more sane in my life, and I actually wasn't a happy. Well, I was a happy child, but I've never felt happier 
than now actually i don't have a nostalgic time where i'm like oh i wish i could go back to this time i'm like oh, oh my god for me it's crazy for me it's crazy for me that for one time in my life up to age 11 like the world really 11. did well like everything was just i can't even it was magical and wow. that's why I, I get mad at these people who want to make kids grow up too soon or like these people mm. who abuse kids like mm. just give them that little time that's it that's what life is about when you're age 10 that's the greatest time you'll ever have. You could be a celebrity. Yeah. You could be a movie star. I'll never compare. Don't fucking fuck that up for him. Like, I don't believe in the Bible, but I like one thing. I think, see, nobody ever focuses on this message in the Bible. Mm -hmm. There's one thing in the Bible that I think it would be good if that was the focus. In one passage, it says, if, let's say, if, if you could be like kids, you already reach uh, the gate of heaven. Mm -hmm. it's certainly that, like, if you could have your mind like a child, you're already in heaven. Wow. That's the thing, the greatest, fuck everything else in the Bible, that is the most important thing, is to fucking be childlike again. Mm, I don't I know like how you that. become an adult. I never became an adult. Like, mm. as, as a as a little kid, he's looking at 40-year-olds, like, oh, strict. Oh, like, I never became, like, I think there is actual adults right out there, but, like, mm -hmm. I just all of a sudden become, like, one of those serious adults. But yeah. I realized when I got older that a lot of these adults are really just grown kids putting up a front. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. And you mentioned that you're still financially successful, even though you live like a successful. child. No, no, no. I'm not successful. I'm just, I have enough money to eat good food. That's like, I mean, like, I mean, you know, it's like, I'm not successful, you know, like, look at where well, I live. But, uh, success but I'm, is uh, also relative. I'm okay and for now. And I, well, I think, I think a lot of people have the illusion or, have the mindset that if they don't act like an adult, they will not have enough money to eat and they will just shrivel up and die on the streets. I think a lot of people have that fear. But all the rich people are kind of like childlike in a way. Like, like the mm. ones that are like, you know, they didn't get through it by doing the college route. It seems like they just kind of like manifested in a different way. Maybe I later on, they turned into adults, but like the stuff that got them there was, it seems to me like a child, child's route. 100%. I agree. Do you want to have kids? Um, I'm uh, not going to contemplate it until I'm rich. Oh, okay. In this you want world, to support them. Yeah, because in this world, I believe we live in a place where, you know, if, you, if, you're, if you're poor here, it doesn't matter if you're black or white, you're not going to have no rights. Cops are going to mess with you. Everybody's going to, you, know, you buy freedom in America. That's just a fact. The more money you have, the more free you are, the more you can do what you want. And I'm not bringing them in this. And it's going to get uglier, the system and everything, how it is. I'm not bringing my kids here unless I can bring them in a, as much of freedom as they could have. And that's by, I'm not saying you need money for freedom, but this is, this is a oligarchy. This is not a, what did I say? This is an oligarchy. And in an oligarchy, the more money, you, I'm not bringing them in this fucked up world unless I'm stable. And I'm not, like I said, I live, I don't have no plan. Um, I like to stay detached and I don't, I don't want to bring kids into this because they're not asking to be brought. So I'll think about that when I'm rich. And it's funny, rich people, they don't have many kids. And then the poor people who are struggling and stuff have a bunch of kids. It seems like the, the I'm not saying like everybody that has kids is dumb, but it seems like the less intelligent people are producing a lot more, the smarter people are producing less. And I think I, I don't want to like, bring somebody in in this world until I'm able to give them what they need. Mm, okay, nice. Yeah, okay, it's interesting. I can kind of tie this in here because I wanted to ask you about it. 
Like when you said narcissist, this is an amazing lesson that you've taught everyone here. What the actual the definition is. I just want people to take the humble thing. Exactly. And that word. It's amazing. Like, but because the, the narcissist, the word narcissist, I, what I think of when I, when I have heard the word narcissist is you hurt other people. Like you find manipulative ways to hurt other people. Uh, and I think about that, especially in like close relationships. That's the connotation that I had with narcissists. They add that to the meaning. Yeah, they add it. Yeah. That's not, there is no meaning. It's just this guy. It used to be this a myth. It used to be, his name was Narcissus. I forgot. It was a Greek like or something, Roman mm -hmm. or something. There's a story about this guy who was so madly in love with himself. He was looking at his image and he was just so blinded by his image that he fell into the water and drowned. Yeah. So it's basically narcissism means just madly in love with yourself. Right, right. But you're not you you're not manipulative. You don't hurt people like no, no, that. No, uh, my relationships with with girls are like I feel like I'm the muse. Like I've always like every girl I've been with seems like she got happy. I don't know. I feel always drained, but I feel like I give them energy. Yeah. So I don't ever tell like. I was with a girl who didn't think she was beautiful. And every day I would just tell her how much prettier she is and every imperfection. And, and she started feeling more confident stuff. It kind of, I don't want to talk about relationships, but it kind of like after a while, I'm not, see, I'm not going to do that because I don't want to talk bad about a person that I love one time, but, but yeah, mm -hmm. I'm not a, it's, it's not what you think about. I, I believe that you have to be madly in love with yourself to purely love somebody. I think the narcissists are the best lovers. Mm, yeah oh I, I in that in how you're describing this I completely agree and I was gonna say so when I was looking at your stories and you called yourself a narcissist I was like oh that's so interesting but I kept an open mind I never have anyone on this podcast that I think is gonna be I mean I've turned people away that seem kind of like our energies wouldn't mix uh, but so so I was curious to hear what you had to say about that. And you seem like such a sweet person. So I was like, this is interesting, you know, and Think now it's this. all coming together. Think about this. If you're in a relationship with a girl and you're trying to bring her down because you don't want to, you're not really a narcissist if you're trying to like bring her down so she doesn't feel too happy, so she doesn't, uh, because you're trying to control, that's not a narcissist. I, 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 I get brain farts because I, I had something where you're talking, I was going to say, and I just forgot it. And I was going to sound stupid. So I'm just going to. Not say it. Okay, well, tell I, me I, I have a good explanation of how narcissism is not a negative thing, but I just like lost mm -hmm. the chain of thought. Okay. Um, okay, but but that's interesting, and everything is coming together for sure in my mind about like how you're putting these words together, and it makes a lot of sense. So, what do you think about dating? How is dating for you? <laughs> oh, that's a that's a long ass subject. I know, but let's get into it. I talk about dating on this all the time on this podcast. Oh. I'm the, so I'm still, a, I'm still a, you know, olive oil. Like the cartoon character? Yeah. The yeah. There's, there's, there's virgin olive oil and there's extra virgin, right? Oh, olive oil, like actual olive oil. Okay. Yeah. I was, I was extra virgin till about age 27. Now I'm, I'm virgin, but I'm not extra virgin anymore. I never lost my virginity. Wow. Interesting. I've, I've done everything else, oral and stuff like that, but I never, um, so yeah, I was like, I'm an obsessive guy. And when I was like, <clears throat> well, as I was real picky as a kid, like I was always also a loner and kept to myself, but I had like cute girls in school, like notice me and stuff. But I was always like, it's so weird how my taste changed. When I was young, I used to think Madonna was like the prettiest. Now it's like complete opposite. I don't think that's, I like thick girls now. I like Latin black, but back then Madonna was as a kid. So like, I would tell like girls, oh, you're not pretty enough. And they're like, what do you mean? I mean, they were beautiful girls, but at the time I was so picky. And I'd be like, 
well, you don't look like Madonna. Oh my <laughs> so like, God. You gave so many was, girls complexes. They're not pretty because yeah. they don't look like Madonna. So I, was, so I was always a weirdo. So, so up to certain, and then at age 18, uh, well, I gained weight at 18. I was 320 pounds. So I thought I was sexy as hell, but I realized nobody was really looking at me. It was 320, but I didn't care. I wanted to be 350. I, I didn't base on how I look and what other people want. Cause I used to think like 320 was power. I used to lift weights heavy. And I used to think the heavier I am, the stronger I am. Anyways, mm. enough of that. When I was 18, I had this dream, right? So I've always felt like nobody, like I'm to myself. Nobody will ever know me. And in this dream, I'm laying down. Now, back at that time, I, I was obsessed with black women, like big booty, BT, like that was my infatuation. But this girl in my dream, she wasn't black. She was a pale girl. I never saw her face. She wasn't like super thick, like I thought was like my definition of a perfect woman. She was like regular built pale. I never saw her face, but I thought she had brown hair. Anyways, I'm laying in her lap and she's rubbing my face. And I felt like this girl knew me all my life. I can't explain. Like she knows who Boban is. And I'm there clubbing her like arm, like a little 10 year old kid, nothing sexual. And I was madly in love. And I woke the fuck up and I'm like, no, no, I, I almost I wanted to cry. I'm like, no, I feel like crying now. I just, I fell in love with a girl in my dreams. And I realized it was a dream. And I was like, and I, I was still a virgin until that that time. And I was like, I'm not, I'm I'm, I'm gonna find my virgin girl to be with the rest of my life. Mm. And you know, girls nowadays they lose it at 14, 15. So and I was kind of like anti-social. And at 320, I wasn't getting much attention, but I did lose weight at like 20. And when I lost weight, I was getting a lot of attention again. But I, I wanted that virgin girl. So I didn't give any girl a chance at a club that approached me when I was doing security because I knew she wasn't a virgin. I knew she was, I see him. So I think I never found the type that I wanted. And then at age 27, I just kept it myself. I never talked to a girl, I didn't kiss a girl. Wow. And I got bored. You know, I had I was horny as hell. I'm a, the, the of less course. you do it, yeah, the, and the less you do it, the more you're fascinated by it, right? Yeah. So at age I just got tired of it all. And I got tired of like most of the women that I saw the way they are. And I said, fuck this. I'm just going to be, I'm just going to have sex with them. Like, like I'm going to just like be dirty. Like I bought a dog collar and like, and, like, ah. and I, and I, and I went with this one girl and she was like, she was like a sweetie, but she was into that, all that. And, and I was going to like eventually, and I, I just said, no, nah, I don't want to. Like, I told her it was a virgin. She didn't believe me. It's like, what do you mean? I said, no, nah, I don't want to. And I always held back. And it's because then I don't know. Like I said, I was not gonna look for my virgin anymore. I gave up. But I was with a girl five years, and she wasn't a virgin, and um, I never had sex with her five years. Wow. I madly loved her. Yeah. So yeah, she was a mind fuck for her too. But uh, <laughs> I don't see. I'm an obsessive person, so I don't know why I never like. I used to. You don't understand how focused I was on finding that girl of my dreams. Then now that I gave up on it, and I said I was going to just start fucking having fun. I couldn't like something always at the last minute mm. just kept me from doing it. So I'm not like other people, like even that girl I was with, like at first when I met her, I didn't even think she was that pretty. I thought she was okay. She had thick thighs, which I liked, but she didn't have the big old popped out booty. Like I liked this stuff. So I didn't like, eh, I didn't. And then the morals, and she used to think she was ugly. And for some reason, the fact that she like, like, I don't know, after a while, she just started looking prettier. Like everything mm. did for her. She like cried and, and she started looking pretty. And after like a while, she just started looking like the most beautiful girl in the world to me. Aww. And like, 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 I don't know, like other people say, like, when you're with a girl, you get bored. The more I'm with her, the more I'm feeling her vibes, the more horny and sexual I am for her. And for five years, it was just getting more and more intense. 
I broke up with her for other reasons because it was kind of a toxic relationship. But other than that, so I, I'm a weird person. I and then after her, like working at clubs, a lot of girls, you know, they see me not talking and stuff, and they're like, they approach me, they get my number, whatever. They basically want to use me for a booty call, and I, but I miss that cuddle buddy that I had with. I like, I like, like I don't just I I don't get turned on by like I had pretty girls on me like stripper bodies and they're doing all this stuff. It seemed like like just an act. It wasn't like genuine. I need to feel like some vibe or connection. I'm weird like that. I'm not, I don't want just like easy. I say I do, but I, it turns me off. So I need some kind of yeah. vibe, but yeah. I don't want that serious relationship, that attachment that I had. I ended up with another one too, for two years, but I don't want that either. So I'm kind of like in between. I don't want just a booty call. I don't know if I want to make it serious again because girls come with so much drama. <laughs> so it's like, I just want that cuddle buddy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But I keep getting like girls that I, you know, I'm on Tinder or whatever. I keep, you can't cuddle, cuddle with a, with a, with a booty call, you know? Well, so, you can't go on Tinder if you're just trying to cuddle. Go on a different exactly. dating app. Tinder is the wild, wild but, west of dating. But listen, no, no. But all my, because I'm anti-social. I don't like, I don't like to pick up girls at clubs. First of all, because that's the only place I go to is clubs when I, when I bounce. So other than that, I'm not in society at all. So we're going to find girls. So I ended up with the first girl five years who I madly loved those from MySpace. I used to use MySpace as like like just for for that for finding Dating. like yeah and um and then the other girl I was with for two years she was from Bumble and then another girl I was with this nurse for half a year she was from Bumble too so it's like I end up finding like I'm not gonna go like I, first of all it's like being an I'm not gonna go out to meet a that's like weird to me like I'm gonna go to a club to try to find a no like, where, so, no. so it's like, I don't know any, so the way I do it and have done it, it has been successful is meeting them this way. It's so easy. I just like put my stuff out there. I get to choose at the end. I narrow it down. And then at the end, it's either going to be good or it's not. So it's like, a, like, why would I do it any other way? You know, but now yeah. I'm not looking for nothing. I'm just, I'm still the weirdo. And like, and, and like for me, I don't know. I feel like when I'm with girls, I feel like I'm, I'm a loner, but you know, I, I have urges and stuff for me. The best thing is like a once a week with a girl and just like, you know, like, but one that I can like, like not just, just a booty call one that I can like her vibes and stuff. I've been in a relationship with that where it was long distance and I would see him like once or twice a week. And that was freaking perfect. Just mm -hmm. a good cuddle buddy. I get to see like once or twice a week. <laughs> That's hard to find. So I'm like, I can get girls, but the ones I get, I don't, it's, it's complicated, but I like, I don't care right now. I'm just kind of like going with the flow and I'm not looking for a dream girl. I'm not, attaching any expectations from it because everything is greater in your mind so i just like right now it's just like watch this sitcom mm -hmm. give girls you wouldn't give a chance like you know before it was all like oh it had to be a, some big booty latin or you know that mm -hmm. was used to be my thing when i was younger now it's like it's weird like sexual chemistry i've gotten girls that um i got girls that are like stripper bodies that i thought were my type and i couldn't get like they weren't doing nothing for me but then mm -hmm. i go with ones that i don't think are my type but man sexual chemistry is like like twice, three times they could get me in a row. And I'm like, what the, I was expecting. So I know now I can't judge. Yeah. Until I, the vibration until I see the vibes there. Yep. And you I... it's not to do with who she is, how deep she is. If she's primal, none of that fucking matters. It's when these two beings meet each other. Mm. You guys either just do or don't. It's not, if you can describe what you like, if you can describe love or something, it's not that deep. Anything you can describe. You Nature is, you got to just kind of like embrace things for the way they are. You don't want to like, oh, I'm looking for this or that or that. You you don't know because it's an instinctual thing. Mm. Your instinct doesn't care. Is she uh, educated? Is she this? 
your instincts just feel something deeper. Like, why do we even crave each other? It's not, it's, nobody can explain that. It's just some instinctual thing that drives us towards each other. So I'm in that beastly, but I'm not that beastly because I control the beast. That's why I, a lot of times I'm aggressive. I used to be not so much anymore. I used to be very aggressive sexually because like I want to fuck F them, but, but I hold back. So, like, <laughs> so I become like this like animal, but I mean, that turns them on. But like just the fact exactly. that I'm holding back makes me like, yeah. So, so, so basically I never, like I was able to keep like uh girls satisfied without having se- I have seven, eight multiple orgasms. I'm good at eating them out and stuff like that. So I had no problem with that aspect because I was in a relationship for five years, two years. Obviously, I'm doing something right to keep these girls interested. Mm-hmm. So I never felt like I had to have sex with them. And I don't know why I kept it. It's a bullshit. Like, I, I mean, I stuck it in their mouth. Like my cousin says, like, well, what's the difference if you... I kind of think that too. Like, what's the... It, it is different. And it technically, if it means something to you, then it should. Do what do what you want, but it kind of sounds like the same thing to me. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they, like these bullshit like Catholic girls. Like I heard like they want to keep their virginity, so they let guys hump them in the butt. Like, and they they sell. There's girls out there that, that because of their religious reasons they don't want to lose their virginity, so they get sex anally and mouth, and they still claim to be virgins, but they're not really yeah, virgins. So not like my cousin sees me like. I'm one of them. I'm a bullshit virgin. So that's why I say I'm like olive oil. <laughs> I'm, I'm virgin. I'm not extra virgin. So I'm. <laughs> oh, got it. <laughs> and I'm kind of like, like, like maybe I'm for it. If some girl can entice me to the point that I can't hold back, but I have, I have such great self control. Like hmm. even with diet, with everything, it's hard. But like, hey, if maybe one will get me to that point of arousement where I'll just go and break that <laughs> thing. <laughs> So I think like I want one just to tie me up and just take it, but I don't. (laughs) Right. I can imagine. I I can imagine. So are you still kind of, is that part of you that wants to keep your virginity? Is, is that the same part of you that's still looking for that girl in your dream? No, I don't, I'm not looking for just every founder. It's me. I realized without (laughs) seeking that girl, that's that's my feminine. No, that's my feminine part. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. It's just, it's great how you said that. And uh, I'm not, uh, well, the thing of me is maybe that I wouldn't, I just, I put it so much in a pedestal, this search, like it's like at the last minute, it's like, this is the one I'm going to like, no, like, I don't know, because I made it such a big deal that like, I don't want to just like, I don't know, it, it's too, I can't really, just weird. Okay. Interesting. Oh, that's cool. I've had girls freaking dig their nails and I was like, why would you fuck me? Like, ah! just. What the fuck? And my my uncle just told me, "Oh, you won't be able to keep a girl in a relationship. They're gonna no, leave. that's it's bullshit. Like, it's the opposite. It seems yeah. like like because like, all the girls I was with, they they got infatuated with me, and I didn't have to do that. So yeah, and mm. at the end of the day, I agree. For many people, and I say especially women, it's about energy. It's about the connection. If you, they're still being sexually satisfied somehow. That's fine. <laughs> you no, they're, know? they're being satisfied. There's, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> um, okay, wait. What else was I going to ask you about this? Oh, do you ever have women approach you on Instagram or social media? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had, uh, yeah, I've had that. Because I was going to say, that sounds like it could be perfect. Because I know that there are women out there that want to just cuddle. Like, I know that. I just, I feel like that's 
way easier to find a woman that wants to just cuddle rather than a man that wants to just cuddle that, like that, stereotypically. That, the, the thing that the thing for that was back in the day that's I don't even have anymore. MySpace was perfect for that. <laughs> Facebook was more family. Facebook was none of that. And then an Instagram, I've, I've had, I've had it happen, but not, not like people think, but I've had it happen. Yes, that does happen too. Yeah, because then if someone approaches you on Instagram, maybe they live a little bit far away, and you guys can like meet up. <laughs> it's happened. It's happened. I'm not a, I don't kiss and tell, but it's happened. That's awesome. <laughs> so what do they say? Like when, when girls hit on you online, or they just, they just start talking to you? Yeah, yes, yeah, we'll see. From dating sites or like I said, like they were doing, yeah, we start talking and then eventually something sexual gets brought up. But you know how it is. Uh, that's like, I don't want to talk about that because it's, it's, it's just typical shit. You know. <laughs> I love it. Then, that's amazing. Okay. All right. We're at nine here. Is there anything else you want to? Oh, oh, let me ask you about this movement thing. I wrote a note and I forgot to ask. This idea of movement not being real, is no. that, well, if we can just graze the surface here before we close down, I'm okay. curious, let me, so, oh, I'm going to set, hold on, I'm going to set you up for this. It might make it easier for you to answer. So in my mind, when you said that, I was thinking, oh, is that because, like the same idea of like time isn't real. Is that the whole vibe of like movement isn't real? Everything's an illusion. Is that the kind of... <laughs> It was just this when I was 18 years old, like I like I just naturally always zone out and get into like in school. I was always zone out and thinking about stuff, other people. So I was throwing those little uh, balls. What do they call those Chinese balls? Oh, the in your two? hands, the two ones, the two and you throw it in your hands. Yeah. And it was, it was heavy steel ones. And I used to mm -hmm. just like throwing that and I'm on a bus and there's lights going by and I'm throwing that uh, ball and there's lights on the ball. And then, you know, when you're in a in a train, it's already relativity there because you're moving, but you don't feel like you're moving and stuff outside looks like it's moving, but it's really you that, you know what I'm saying? So you're already in a zone of relativity. You're already in that Einstein thing or the theory of relativity. So you're already in that state. And as I'm spinning this, the light's flickering. So I'm noticing like a light blinks. I'm noticing like a, this guy steps here. I'm noticing this is moving this way, but I'm actually feel like I'm motionless, but I'm in motion. All this stuff is going on in my head. And all of a sudden I'm like, this, this thing that's going like this and this thing that's going slow, you take a picture of it at that moment, the thing that's going real fast and the thing that's going slow, at the moment of isness, it's, 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 it's at the same speed. It's like, no, it's just, okay. So, like, you see this hand, it's right here. You see it's moving, but you remember it was right here. You remember it was because of memory that you remember it was here, you remember it's here, but at the moment it is, it's right here. It's not, this was memory, you know, the future stuff that you'll imagine. But at the moment, right now, everything is, I can't put it in words, but, and then I, I, I this dawned on me, and I'm telling my, my uncle, I'm like, you know time doesn't exist. And he's like, what are you talking about? If time doesn't exist, why are you getting old? Sell it to your job. <laughs> and I tell him, look it up online. And there was nothing about this. There was, like, nobody was talking about this. Like, I was searching to try to prove to my uncle, like, mm. there's scientists, it made me this, it's so weird. Now, all of a sudden, you go online, there's millions of people saying about it. Yeah. But when I, at age 18, I couldn't find nothing. So then later on, I found out this Buddha. I wrote this thing on my wall and it was almost identical to what Buddha wrote. I, I have a poem I wrote on my wall. And then later on, I find this Buddha quote where he said, past is imagination, uh, future. No, he said, past is memory, future is imagination. 
now is still or something. And I said the same thing. I wrote on my wall and I was like, wow. So I'm like, this Buddha is like, he's like that. He, I see why they follow him. Mm-hmm. So anyways, and later on, I found this guy, Zeno Avella. So Zeno Avella. So there's other people that said that time is false. This guy went further. He went into like what I was trying to say. He said, not only time is false, nothing moves. Now, how can you see? I don't want to talk about that because it sounds so stupid. How do I tell you nothing's move when we is the appearance of movement? But I just knew it's true. Like, I can't, I can't tell you how, but I just, at that moment of all this stuff happening, I knew it's true. And I found this Zeno Avella guy who uh, had the 12, um, you can look him up. He's super famous. Those, like, the hair and the tortoise thing, mm-hmm. that was him to show that, 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 that there's no, like, way to measure. Like, the, like the, I don't know how to explain it. You have to look into it. But it's basically to say that nothing moves. And that tortoise and stuff, mathematically, he's right. Like, mathematically, they try to disprove him, but they can't. He's actually mathematically, so according to a mathematical equation now, what I was saying, my uncle that used to tease me about, is actually true that there's no movement. But I'm not going to tell you now. It doesn't it doesn't achieve nothing. But it's something that dawned on me. And now it's so weird. Now when I look into this stuff on the internet, there's millions of articles of people in colleges and stuff talking about time is false. And mm. how it's, and it's so weird. When I was 18, the computer was that much. I couldn't find almost nothing about it. And now it's like I'm finding everything about it. Is it because... Everything in awareness is thinking through me, is thinking thinking through the I don't I don't want to go too, but it's like it's just weird. I don't know. It's like back in the day, it seemed like I was just crazy telling my uncle this. And I was like, oh, all these other college people are saying the same fucking shit. But I'm never gonna talk about it. I'm not gonna tell people, oh, nothing moves. But something dawned on me at that moment that I know. And I remember one time I was bouncing, and it's like I was really focused on that. This never happened to me again. And everybody was moving, and all of a sudden they stopped. And it freaked, but I couldn't. As as it, did everybody stop? It starts moving again. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, no, it's not real. And then I paid attention to something like those moving. And every time it makes like a movement, I, I try to focus on that. And then I realize everybody's movement. It stopped. And it seemed like a fucking, like a like a freak, like a TV thing. Like is this for a second? I see everybody pause. Like it's robotic. Mm. But I can't keep in that because why can't you be in that moment of truth? Is because mind moves all the time. Mm. You when you're sleeping, it, it can't be without movement. So you can never really, okay, for instance, you can never be in reality, you can only perceive it, right? Like if I touch this, it feels like it's hard. It's it's something in my signal telling me this is this way. If I look at you, somebody's telling me that you're, but it doesn't mean that you are that. So I'm just perceiving reality. I'm never fully in reality. Right. That's how reality manifests awareness because reality wants to play through us all. If, mm-hmm. Otherwise, how would anything form out of nothingness if there's no drive? So, so it's the nature of existence for us not to be in that moment of realization of stillness to, uh, because the, uh, if you could real, if you could stay in the moment of truth, then you wouldn't be alive. Then you'd be like, you are, here's mm-hmm. another thing. You'll say, where are you going to go when you, <laughs> when you die? I look at it. Reality is manifesting its awareness to me to like TVs are all picking up the same signal. When the TV turns off, it's not picking up the signal. The signal didn't go to nowhere. It's just, if you fix the machine again, the signal will turn on. Just like people who die, get brought back from the dead. You fix this, repair this machine, the reception is back again. It's not that you went anywhere. So where do you go when you die? The same place where you were before you were born. It's just reality stuff's manifesting through you. That's it. It's a simple. How does this like people make? I don't know. I don't know. Anyways. Oh, I love I love what you're saying. I think it's so it's it's very oh God, I don't know. It's just very spiritual forward forward thinking. I love it. And it's scary at the same time. It's similar. I I know that you didn't describe it like this, Boban, but it's kind of similar in a way. 
in my mind to what I was saying about everything being an illusion. Like maybe it's, it's, it's a form of illusion. If we are just perceiving everything and everything that we know and everything that we experience in life is just our perception. To me, that's a form of illusion. Uh, so when I'm hearing you talk about this, it's scary for a second because, because it feels it's a spiritual experience in my mind because it feels like, oh my God, what if I'm just alone? Like, what if I'm just like alone in this, in this little space perceiving the world and other people, but really it's just, it's all my experience manifesting in different ways. It's just, it's so trippy, but it's cool at the same time and interesting. One, one, forget everything we just talked about. Can I, can I just tell you one thing? Yeah. Do you ever notice uh, your lower lip kind of goes a little crooked when you like talk like a little bit like this? You notice yeah. that? What do you think about that? <laughs> no, because I've noticed myself. No, no. When I talk, I've noticed something. I was talking this barefoot thing and I realized my upper lip is kind of going a little bit upwards. Oh, really? I, I just noticed. But so do, you, have do this, you, notice? you have the same thing, just opposite? I don't know. You watch some of my videos. It's like, I, I was like, is this recent or whatever? But uh, that's... Yeah, uh, nobody's, ever, nobody's ever asked me that before. And no one ever comments on it, which is weird. But yeah, I don't know when it started. I think it started <laughs> when I was in um, middle school or something. Right. And it doesn't happen but all the time. I know how girls are. I want to let you know that is a very nice feature on you. I like that feature. Really? Yeah. You think that I'm uh, self-conscious about it? That's why you say. No, I just, I just like no. First, that's a, something I liked, and I noticed. I'm like, I wonder if she like. I don't think anybody ever complimented her on that, but I, okay. I was with with one girl that used to have it like when she when she went ah it went like weird. I used to comment on it, and she would get so like no. I was like, that's the cutest fucking thing in the world. It's like that's what makes you like. Okay, maybe the reason I like some things that girls find imperfections. Like I don't like that like movie star like. Every like I like sometimes when a girl has a little chip in her tooth or something yeah. awkward. It makes yeah. them more like cute and interesting. Mm. And there's like I don't know those symmetrical Hollywood faces creep me the fuck out. They look so plastic. I don't I don't know where I'm going right now, but I just want to let you know like sometimes girls are insecure about and like yeah. like I noticed that feature on you, and I just want to let you know that's a that's a nice feature. So don't ever. So if anything Aww. with all this with all this stuff that went fuck all this shit. Who cares who's watching this stuff? But I feel like everything out of this at the end. Even if you, whatever, one day you'll be like, oh, somebody likes this feature. I don't know. I feel like just telling you that. I don't know. That's the first thing I used to focus. I, I like that about you. I just wanted to tell you that. That's I fucked this sweet. show. I fucked everything else. Thank you, Bovan. <laughs> Thank you. I, yeah, like you, I've been on a self-love journey and I just have accepted it. And I think it, it is kind of weird. And I kind of like that. It sets me no, apart No, don't accept a it. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's like, you know, like, like, like some people like, you know, like a gap between the teeth. Some people yeah. think, but then there's like famous girls that like, or maybe somebody, I don't like the mole thing, but like one has a, there's some guys who find certain things really attractive. And like, that's a, that's a good feature on you. I, I, I like the little crooked. That makes crooked me lip. feel good. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so weird. Like, I'm telling you, I'm telling a girl, Hey, I like your crooked lip. I'm so weird. I always do shit like that. <laughs> no, I love it. I think that's really sweet. One my one of my exes did like that too. He was a director. I so. No, I don't feel what that's weird. I thought it was the only one that like something uh, like that. I'm sorry. But but <laughs> no one has ever like complimented anything about my looks on my podcast before. So you are No, but no, like it's not like a sexual thing. Yeah, I like your leg. I, I just wanna 
it wasn't like me trying to like 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 a flirtatious thing. It's just like I noticed that on you, that feature, and I like sometimes girls like like get down about, and I like I want to let her know this is a nice feature, just so it's like because I know girls are and girls are so insecure, and I'm like maybe if, like I don't know, I don't even know what I'm thinking right now, but it's not like like I'm just trying to like like uh. I don't like, think you're hey, trying you to nice hit on me or something. I just, I just, I just noticed that about you, and I don't notice like sometimes some things about some people catch me, and that that's a fucking thing that caught me and use your crooked. Aww, that's <laughs> really you're so weird, so but, sweet, Bovan. Thank you. Whatever. <laughs> I love that. I love that this is part of this episode, and I, I, yeah, there have been times I've been insecure about it, so it's nice to hear that. It's nice to hear that. See how the fuck did I know that? It, <laughs> Well, you're so fucking goofy. Go- well, men are goofy, goofy in like, their ways. Yeah, too. you're right. You're right. But it's just so, it's like. <laughs> also, you're there. There's no way you're not very surgery. intuitive. Don't get fucking like girls. Don't get plastic surgery because you never know that little weird thing. It might be the biggest turnout for some guy. You know what I'm saying? Like some oh, girls yeah. are insecure. Some girls, some guys like big booties. Some guys like little booties. Some guys. Like big boobs. Some guys like like me. I like I like I don't like just a little tiny bit. I, it's more cute to me. I'm a booty man. So like big butt, tiny boobs. So so a girl who's insecure and gets fake boobs, she's gonna push me away. Yeah. I've been with a girl with fake boobs before. Man, it bothered me a lot. Like <laughs> I like 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 I like. So it's like girls go to man, just be you and you know whoever needs to fucking pull. I hate this phony society. So when I see a sexy feature like that, it's a little awkward. It grabs my attention. I felt like I just shared with you because I know in this fucking stupid society, it's like, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I love it. Keep going. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> no, I, I, I love it. And, and I agree. And that has been my life experience too. I, I feel like I've seen that in so many different ways that like women think that guys want a certain look, a really specific type of look. And it's just not true. Everyone has different tastes in people. And I have like, I I used to be insecure because I have like, I have a smaller chest, I would say like small, it's not, I don't have like huge boobs. And when I was younger, somebody like me, I like small chest. I like, I'm a a lot of people do. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just enough to nibble on. It's more cute. (laughs) <laughs> yeah well and as I got older I realized oh my god I like I I feel very blessed with how my body is and I love it like and I wouldn't change it but when I was younger I I wanted to get a boob job you know and that's I mean yeah. I don't want to I just don't like demonizing stuff so if people want to get boob jobs then you should I mean whatever whatever makes no, you happy you shouldn't <laughs> <laughs> not for Bobon. like Bobon's future wife please don't get a boob job okay let me ask you one last question here. What do you think the root of health is? If you could pick one thing, like what's the common denominator of Food. like well-being? Food? Food, you are what you eat. That's a shockingly practical answer coming from you. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. It is what it is. Oh, no, no, I take so it back. Funny. Ge- genetics too, genetics too. And that's what's important, who you have babies with. And, and it's not just like, Oh, they say it's what's inside that counts. It's everything. There's a reason why you're attracted to physical too, because that's nature too. You can't deny, say, oh, somebody's shallow because uh, you can't deny nature wants to mix certain things to have for certain, certain babies. Like you can't deny that aspect of it. So, so genetics plays a big fucking factor. There's some people who can smoke and drink all their life and yeah. they still live to be a hundred. Yeah. Yes. If they go primal and eat healthier, they'll probably live to be 120. But genetics is bigger than anything and how long you live, for instance. Mm. So genetics and you are what you eat. 
It's it's fucking. It's as simple as that. No reason to get into philosophy about it. You are what you fucking eat. <laughs> this is I mean, awesome. we're more than that, but I'm just saying that's. Yeah, you, know, you got to work out. You got to stay in shape, but. All right. Very practical answer. I love it. I love it. I don't necessarily disagree. Okay. Vovon Stimich, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. It was I'm so just much laughing fun. how much shit I just said all over the place. Like, what amazing. the fuck was this? I'm so glad I recorded it. It was such an awesome episode. Thank you for coming on. All right. Okay, you guys, I need your help here. I want to get word spread about the info that we share in this show as much as possible. I want it to reach around the world. It already has. I want it to continue to reach around the world. And I want us to be able to share this information because this is empowering shit. You guys know that I only share empowering shit on here. I only share stuff that is going to make you feel like your dreams can become a reality and you can create what you want in your life and you can achieve what you want in your life and big changes can happen big evolution can happen in a positive direction in your life i've done that in my life it is my goal it is my life purpose to help as many other people achieve that as well so if you can help me do this i would be so grateful please share this episode share my podcast other people about my podcast share it on instagram I would just so appreciate that. Subscribe, uh, whatever we can do to get the word out more about this information. I love providing it for you guys. It makes me so happy and it would just mean the world to me if you continue to share it. I love you guys so much. Info on how to work with me is in the show notes. I have a group coaching course. I have one-to-one -one private coaching. I have a workshop. There will be more offerings in the future. I'm There's a lot going on. So all of this info is in the show notes and enjoy. I can't wait to see you on the next episode. Talk to you soon. I love you.